double coverage. It's been amazing. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to Double Coverage. We hope you're still living, loving, and breathing sport. I am Don with the Great Man Sauce, and we've got the special guest, the Italian national flag, up in the top right-hand corner. If you are watching, we'll remain there the whole the whole show. Because very uh, very nice win, Forza. (laughs) It's been an awesome. Needless to say, for myself, Sauce. 48 hours because what transpired on Monday night in the AFL with my mob as well, just tailing up the bloody the West Coast Eagles in the last quarter, just storming home the Kangas and we've had Italy, but so much has happened in the hobby as well. It has been crazy this week. We have got so much to cover in hobby talk. Uh, I think we'll just get straight into it with the sports and then obviously transition into hobby talk a bit later on in probably around 30 minutes time, 30 to 35 minutes time. So we'll start with the NBA final source. Uh, game two and game three have both transpired since we last were on a podcast. Obviously, we didn't do a lockdown lounge for this. Uh, we just held off. There was a bit happening, of course, with the Euros, and we just didn't want to convolute all the all the content. So game two source. What was your thoughts? Obviously, Phoenix got the win in that one, uh, one eighteen to one oh eight, and then the Bucks bounce back in game three. But we'll start with game two. Yeah, look, Doma, this this is what I'm seeing, and I express I express this to you. Um, in fact, which was, I feel Giannis is maybe in a bit of a a LeBron situation in Cleveland where. You know what you're going to get from Giannis night in and night out. Like the guy, Giannis has showed up. He came back his first game, was the best player on that team. You know, after we thought he'd done his ACL, uh, let's be honest, right? The way we we seen that knee bend. So to to get back out there, first game he was the best player for that Bucks team. Second game he was the best player for that Bucks team. Third game he was the best player for that Bucks team. Um, so you know what you're going to get with Giannis. And it's just a matter of whether the other guys can help. We've seen that in game three. They went back home. Um, a bit more confidence in, in, in shooting. Drew Holiday, who has struggled uh, from the three-point line, killed it in game three. Um, and I think that was the, you know, that's been the difference, uh, in my opinion. Game one was probably uh, dominated a little, more, a little bit more. Um, but game game two, um, Middleton, Holiday, they struggled. And when they did, you know, they, they weren't able to knock down shots. Um, you know, they weren't able to close the distance. But um, Giannis just, you know, you know what you're going to get from him. It's it, it's funny. You know, people keep doubting him. And he's, he, he's I, I said, I want to see that mid-range. Well, look, I, I'm going to be honest with you. He's, you know, got that little spin around. He's been taking that little fade away. You know, by the time he's, he's that quick, he's that uh, agile, 
and he, you know, his his legs are that long. He can just skip around guys. Then he spins back and takes that sort of um, what would you call it? A little bit of a Dirk Nowitzki fadeaway like that off the spin move. That's that's un like you can't block that, right? And because he's so agile, he can get deep enough, and that can be a you know twelve to fifteen foot shot, twelve foot shot, you know, something around the foul line, yeah, around there. And he's shown that he can hit that, and um, he's sh- he's shown some 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 good moves. And look, I'm liking what he's seeing. It, 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 and it's a funny one for the car market because I, I I listened to another podcast today, and and they spoke about it in depth, and I went and had a look at you know card ladder and 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 the like. And it, it's funny because you know he as as good as he's playing, like you can't say that he is not the best player on that team, but yet his cards ain't reflecting that, which is which is funny. So you know usually. Uh, in in the market, something it's it's more along the lines of like selling the lead up to to the actual event being finished. Um, and we haven't seen that. Like, there's some guys that have gone up. There's you know a few uh, guys like uh, Aiden and stuff. But like, Giannis is is the guy on that team, and and his cards haven't haven't gone up, and he's been playing like he's the guy. So it's funny how, how the market is uh, reacting to uh, Giannis's play and the Bucks play. Um, but the Suns credit to them that, you know, they did what they had to do in game and game one and two uh, game two, especially. Um, and look, I want to see more. I want to see, look, Devin Book has been good. He's been very good, um, but he, he, he struggled a bit in, in game three, uh, but don't, I do don't count him out to, to have a big game four. Um, and we need it. CP3, you know what you're going to get. Um, so I feel like he's probably the most consistent guy on the team. And, and then Aiden. They were able to shut him out in that in that first uh, quarter of uh, first half of game three. I think he had six, uh, 16 points, Dommer. He was on fire. We seen little jump shots, uh, you know, those little 10-footers. Uh, and then in the second half, I think he only scored four points or something like that along those uh, four four to six points or something like that. So, look, as I said, I think Aiden's a big part. They can't allow him to to get those easy baskets in the lane. Um, but they did a lot better at closing out onto the three-point line. They were, they were closing out to the three-point line in game two. Um, like, you got to close out. And when you, when you start closing out, um, not close out that they're going to blow by you, but sort of close out with a bit of bit of angst, but just be mindful of, of that blow by. And they weren't doing that in game two, and they were just the dribble penetration into the center was off the charts, and that created wide open threes. So uh, they contained that a lot better in game three, and I think that was a big, 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 big part of uh, them getting the win. Um, but I fully expect. Bucks to come out and win game four. Uh, I, uh, this is going to be like a home and home series. I think this goes to seven. I think people, you know, everyone wants to say, oh, Suns in four, Suns in four. I, I think no. this game goes to seven. Like, like I, you said, I, really like, I wanted to see, I wanted to see Paul win a title. Yeah. Like, but the prediction was always Bucks was winning the series. And I don't know if people know the stat out there, but Giannis in game one off a, well, ginger knee, really, had 25, I'm pretty sure, 23 or something. 26, I think he had 26. Yeah, in game one. 
He had 33 in one game during the regular season against them. And then three of his other five games, out of the other five games, he is, he is shot, he has had 40 plus points against Phoenix Suns. 40 plus, one of them being 47. So that just tells me they can't stop him. They've lost Sarich. They're using Frank the Tank. He's just going to abuse them, Source. Now, put the, the pressure on Aiden. Get the early foul trouble. I've, we've said source. this before, Dom. I'll tell, I'll tell you the formula to win this series if you're the Milwaukee Bucks. All right? As much as contrary to popular belief of one man out there who thinks Giannis isn't Batman, all right? We'll, we'll get to that later in the show. We'll get to that later in the show. But Robin and Alfred... And I'm talking about Milton and Drew Holiday. The secret source to the success of this team and winning a title is all you need to do is shoot around 20 points in the game. That's it. If you're two, if you're number two and number three can score around 18 to 22 points or 18 plus while Giannis is just doing his thing, you will win. You, you could win the next three games and beat them 4-2. But I'm asking for a lot because Middleton's been pretty inconsistent. Not to say he dominated in that Brooklyn series, yeah? So credit where credit's due, and he played really well in some of the Atlanta games, yeah? Yeah. But he's been pretty inconsistent in some games. Drew Holiday's been on another, on another galaxy in terms of inconsistency. Like, he's been shocking. Shocking. Like that was a really solid game, game, uh, game three, where he had twenty-one, and he shot the three ball at fifty percent. He shot from the field fifty-seven percent. Like that was a solid game for him in the whole entire playoffs. Yeah. He struggled. He is struggling. He He's struggled. been very, very bad. The, the disappointing bad. thing, and, I, and I've, I've said this about him, is you know he's supposed to be a good defender, and there's one of the games, Chris CP three, like. Tore him a new one, you know, he put up 30-something and, and like, you know, I nearly had, a, not a triple-double bar, I think he had 10 assists, close to 10 assists as well. It just gave him a bath. So, you know, if you're not making shots, at least lock down CP3. Make it hard for him, you know, um, which... But, but that's that's the secret, secret recipe. That's all you have to do. Giannis is going to score yeah. at will against this team. Yeah. Barring, uh, look, barring his injury, his knee comeback game, Barring that game, let's take that out of the equation. He has scored 30-plus on this team in the last four games he's played on them. He's played against them. 30-plus. If you take out that game, he's averaging almost 40 points per game against the Phoenix Suns. 40 points per game. It's unbelievable, (laughs) let's be honest. Like, that is unbelievable. Joel, what's going on, man? Everything's well here. Everything's well. Italy's won. Giannis is going to win the title. It's all happening. <laughs> so that's my my prediction is if they can be more consistent and Giannis keeps doing his thing, they'll win three straight. They'll, they'll beat him. I think the last team to come back from 2-0 down was, I don't know, I'm not going to make that prediction. I think it might have been Miami. 2-0 down in a series and they beat the Mavs 4-2. D Wade, but I could be wrong. So don't hold me to that. But it's not impossible. They got the formula now. And you like you said, Sauce, the, those first two games, like the first one I understand. I expected them to lose that. 
Giannis coming back. The second one, though, was just poor shooting from Middleton and Holiday. Or else they'd probably win that game. And they're 2-1 up going into tomorrow, looking to pretty much take it to a closeout game in game five. So we said all this in the Brooklyn series, and the same thing's happening kind of in this series again. The difference is Giannis struggled to get the baskets in the Brooklyn series. In this series, he's just destroying them, like properly killing this team. And he's killed them so, all season by the looks of it. So it's uh, he's distru- uh, like, uh, 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 he looks out there. He looks out there. He's like, you know, he, uh, there was times in that in, in game three where he's like, Drew Holiday is dribbling the ball, and he's like looking at Drew Holiday like, "Give me the ball! Like, what are you doing? Like, just give me the ball!" And he gets the ball and he just drives shimmies to the ring and just spins and lays it up. Right? It, it, he knows he's got their number. He knows it. I'm telling you. Like when you when you average that many points, you know you have that many good games against a team in a year. You see those colors come out. and You see it so often in sport where guys just have unbelievable records against certain teams. And that's Giannis against the Suns. He literally does what he wants. So I, it's up to the other guys to go out there and play off his good play and make shots. They've got to make shots. They don't make they're shots, gonna- they're going to struggle. Don't worry, they're gonna they are definitely gonna throw everything at Giannis. Expect him to get doubles and triples like in the paint. So these guys, you're gonna have the perfect opportunity to just sit back there on the arc or sit at the top of the key for a mid-range and just literally take wide open jumpers. Literally. That's what you're gonna get in game four. So prediction for tomorrow, Source. I'm going Bucks. bucks. I'm gonna yeah. go bucks by eight. All right. I'm probably going to go bucks by, bucks by five. But, yeah, tune in for that one tomorrow. All right, let's move on, Source. Bit of soccer. Uh, first and foremost, the top of this segment, a big congratulations to Azuro Cards and Anthony Collects for the Azuro's Euro uh, podcast series, which Great featured stuff. on their, on Azuro's Instagram and, of course, on our podcast network. Thank you so much. You guys were amazing. You had some great, great guests in there throughout the, the Euros, and it was very uh, informative and gave some, gave some great insight into the soccer market for the hobby as well, which uh, if people listening could have got a lot of takes uh, takeaways from from the, uh, the knowledge that the boys have. So thank you to both of them, and we wish them all the best. Probably some big things uh, coming up for them also, so stay tuned for them. But Source, the game at hand, and you experienced it live um, in the epicenter in Melbourne, Ligon Street, in the Piazza, Italy versus England. Just some, We'll just have a quick rundown on it, uh, some thoughts. We can talk about the king. The himself. emotions, the emotions in, in the span of two and a half hours, Dom, the absolute emotions. Um, geez, to the point where... I actually missed the first goal because there was uh, technical difficulties down at the piazza there at Ligon Street. And um, uh, look, unfortunately, unfortunately, and uh, look, good on them, the, the Italian community uh, down there. Um, they, uh, you can follow them on Facebook. There's a, there's a page called uh, Ligon Street or Italian Ligon or something like that. And um, they're, they're talking about already the World Cup. They you know they want to set up proper screens for to view and everything, like uh, and get and get and get permissions from the council to do uh, proper stuff. So hopefully it's it's bigger and better next year. Um, but 
I had a whirlwind. Uh, I had to leave, had to go down and watch it on my phone, replayed, seen the goal, then, uh, you know, cracked the shits because the, the game kept flickering. So I'm like, I'm, I can't handle this. I, I wanted the atmosphere. But I went down, calmed down, got a coffee, watched it, watched the first half, uh, discussed it with a friend, a couple of friends we, that we left. Then we were, we were watching it, uh, scored the goal, went crazy, equalized. Straight back there, watched the the penalties and and everything in the and we ended up finding a bar that had opened uh, somewhere along there. And you know, credit to the, to the bars that did it right. Uh, there were some bars that and, and, and cafes there that you know pre sold tickets so people could come in and they made it a good viewing experience. You know, ten dollars entry, which would have been great. Um, which look, they couldn't hold everyone, but it would have been great to see there's a few more other places there along Lygon Street that if they were open. <laughs> They would have made bank on that business, and it was, it was pretty disappointing to see some of the places that didn't get involved. But that didn't take away from the atmosphere that was there and was unbelievable. When it went down, I, I, I ran out of the bar. We seen it when the despair, obviously, of Jorginho missing. And um, but look, you can't you can't count out the man, mate. The, the man, the player of the tournament. The king. The king. Donna Roma. Donna Roma. Well, he's not the goat. The goat crowned him the king. He's the baby. He's the baby goat of Italy goalkeeping. He's the prodigy. Started for, played for Italy first when he was 17 years old. Let's just think about that. I think he's 22, Dom. So he's got a massive career ahead. He's got a massive career ahead. He's got another 15 years of playing at the top level, let's be honest. And PSG just acquired this guy on a free transfer source. And I'm an AC Milan fan, and I was spewing. But obviously, the free transfer thing was running, and he's he was linked to United on a free transfer. And I got excited, you know, because I'm first and foremost a Man United man. Of course, I love my uh, uh, AC Milan Milan uh, boys down there. But obviously, he went to PSG, and I was shattered. Now, I'm, as an AC Milan supporter, going, well, we just lost our keeper. <laughs> What the hell? And like, if you, just just do yourself a favor and go look into Donnarumma and some of the the praise he's been getting, not just from like Buffon and his Italian counterparts, but from the man himself who has played the last two years with him. And I'm talking about Zlatan Ibrahimovic. He said some amazing things about this 22 year old kid that he's just probably cemented himself sources. After that performance, the best goalkeeper in the world cemented himself in Italian folk law in the histories in the history imagine, books. Just imagine he wins a World Cup. Now, I, I just there's, there's a few stats, source, and I'll tell you why I wasn't too panicked. Um, well, I panicked when we went down two nil. Uh, obviously, Italy's unbeaten run of 34 consecutive games is that that can be broken. That's but the one that I think. It's going to take a while to be broken. Is the stat on Donnarumma in international football has never conceded more than one goal in a game. That's excluding penalty shootouts, clearly. But even then, they only kicked two against him, England. Like, and he saved three. That's a pretty good effort. But he has never conceded more than one goal. Just. Just keep that in mind. One goal 
or no goal. That's how it works with these guys, the goalkeeper. It's either a clean sheet or it cops one goal. He's nearly so, two metres tall, Dommer. He's a, he's a monster, mate. He's a machine. He's the king. He's the king. The there king of Rome. I don't even think he's Romani, mate, but he's king of Rome, mate. That's the capital. You can just go there, plant his flag in the middle of the Colosseum. I'll tell you what. Anyone in the center of the Colosseum source, like just the throne. You should just go sit there. With some, some of the best gloves. viewings, on my, I'll tell you some of the best viewing. There's 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 pages uh, on Facebook that it's like the town, the t- that town's page, right? Like uh, yeah. Genova, uh, whatever, Bologna. Yeah. And they all had screens up in the, in the piazzas there. And the videos, the live videos when they win, it's unbelievable. Oh, it's the best. It's unbelievable. Like it was, it's very much the very much similar uh, down at at Lago Street. It was just there was one point there. I was walking through that much that flare smoke. I I couldn't see. I couldn't. I couldn't see five meters in front of me. There was that much smoke. It was unbelievable. It was. It was. It was just brilliant. Brilliant. And I I was glad to 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 be there and and witness it. And then we just chanted in the streets for two hours. I left at at nine nine thirty. People were chanting in the streets till two p.m. plus. That's crazy. Good on them. We're happy. You know, we are Australian, but you know, we our heritage growing up wasn't really tied to the Australian national team for uh, for soccer because. We were no we good. So we were always following Italy through our whole entire upbringing. And then obviously when we qualified for the World Cup, yeah, we of course, we went for Australia. We, like, we want to see our country succeed. But when they don't succeed, uh, Italy is the way to go. And why wouldn't we support uh, the Italians, the Azzurri, in a European championship? It was fantastic. Now, commiserations to England. I'm not going to spend time on England. Every single person and pundit out there wants to talk about England, England, England. I said it from the nah. beginning. They were overrated anyway. So if you just listen to I'll find to me, a way to stuff it up, I said, yeah. Domain. The heartbreak, if you listen to us, the heartbreak wouldn't be, it wouldn't be so hard on all of you. We said that they were not going to win. They were kissed on the D-I-C-K from the beginning. They played all their games at Wembley. So don't give me any excuses. Uh, they should have won it. So stop your silking. Uh, what did transpire with some of the stuff that was said about some players, we don't get into politics, but we will come out here, both of us, Sauce and I, and condemn that shit. It is ridiculous. It's disgraceful. Uh, those people that made comments like that, wrote comments like that, that hide behind the keyboard, uh, you should be ashamed of yourself. Uh, in saying that, you know, all the best to Rashford, who's... Uh, going in for shoulder surgery. So we're going to lose him for the start of the EPL season, which is on the 15th of August. And uh, One month away, Don. Literally one month, Source. Um, but and it's all back. Just think about it. The, the future's bright with Manchester United in the English national team. That's all I'm saying. Maguire, yeah. Shaw, Henderson will be keeper. He's taking Pickford's spot. you got Sancho. you got Rashford. You're going to get um, Greenwood. You know, we'll probably sign Harry Kane. That's all good. The whole team is just put Manchester United out there and you win. As simple as that. So, very good stuff. But Italy, oh, man, so happy. Joel, love the shirt. Thanks, mate. It's uh, actually peeling on the back. Uh, the, the back of it's got massive double coverage. We kind of shouted about that. 
uh, set themselves up for heartbreak, One win one game in the group stages, and it's coming home. Well, a lot of good youth on the England team, 100%. Well, just last thing on the coming home thing, uh, Sport Card Tom summed it up perfectly. And it works for pretty much every country, every single pocket of supporters, whether it's locally or you're supporting an international uh, team. There's always that minor group of people that take it to the extreme and actually believe that's fact. But my word of advice when you talk about stuff like this in sport, full stop, uh, I'll talk about it in the AFL section in a second. But when you give fuel to the opposition team, it's the biggest mistake you can make. The first thing Bonucci said when they won was it's coming Rome. So you know what that means? Every player is so aware of all the shit and the bullshit that is getting spun out there. They spend time on social media. They just don't take the time to respond to you. They're so aware of all this stuff. So don't give opposition teams fuel to spur them on, especially when they're down 1-0 and they come out after half time, mate. They need some fuel. They, they come out and they've gone, is it coming home or coming Rome? You go, and they're just like, cutsy fun coolie, mate. It's coming Rome, mate. That, they said, stuff is coming home, shit. It's coming Rome. And they came out and they won and the king was crowned and that's all that matters. All right. If you don't know what those Italian words mean, put in Google Translator. There All right, Tom. All right, Tom. Enough of that. Forza Azuri. Forza Azuri. Uh, Forza Azuri. EPL back one month from today, essentially, which is uh, great, which will be the next time that uh, soccer is covered on. We'll, we'll cover a little bit if there is uh, some major transfers. transfers and things like that. But uh, looking forward to it. All right. Let's Definitely. All right. F1, Silverstone this week, this weekend. So the home rate, uh, Grand Prix for Mercedes. Be interested to see what happens there. Uh, obviously, we'll cover this on our podcast next week, but tune in to Off the Grid on Sunday, where we obviously watch the race live. We're always on about 15, 20 minutes pre race, and then we cover about a quarter to half of the race, and we just talk the sport talk cards, talk everything. It's just a chilled, uh, relaxing podcast. Might have a different format this weekend. So we'll see. But we'll keep you all posted on that. Uh, And then, of course, all the best to Lando Norris. I don't know what happened to him, mate. He got his watch stolen. I don't know if they've... He got assaulted. Just some ridiculous Unbelievable crap. scenes um, out of there. If you've followed any of that, you know, people storming the, the gates and, people, you know, English supporters inside belting other English supporters that were trying to storm through and get him for free and just just mayhem. Just just mayhem. Some of the, the most idiotic stuff. Like, look, oh, 100%. I understand there's passion out there, Doma, but, you know, uh, at some point that passion turns into idiocy and you look like an absolute fool. Um, and there's quite a few of those people across uh, that that event, uh, which was unfortunate. Very unfortunate. But we hope he's all good. He will be driving this weekend. So all the best to him and his uh, Grand Prix himself as uh, an Englishman. So good luck to Lando. All right, move on to some AFL source. Uh, the Pretenders were beaten by the Ds, 55 to 86. This is round 17. The Bombrays smacked the Crows by 63. Hawthorne was defeated by Frio, 108 to 46. Geelong defeated Carlton, 70 to 44. St Kilda defeated Brisbane, 
in a massive upset, 95 to 63. Uh, Gold Coast beat the Giants by a point, 65 to 64. Sydney upset the Dogs in what was a great game of footy, uh, 79 to 60. Richmond capitulated after being up. I said last week that, you know, that was the last line, and, and this is this is They're most done. definitely. There goes my I, I, I was watching that game. I was watching that game, and I, I left a, a friend of mine's house where, where I was watching it and um, at three-quarter time. And I was I, I assumed the game was over three quarter time. I think there were oh, right. three three or four goals. I was like, yeah, yeah look, they might get within clo- touching bis- uh, clo- uh, t- touching distance, but I think Richmond will, will kick one or two. They've they've looked good today. They 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 stopped running. They they uh, it was a forty almost a forty point turnaround source in the last quarter. Crazy, absolutely crazy. Um, just oh, they've lost ridiculous. the plot. They're not going to make finals. They're done. So if you're a Richmond supporter out there and you think you've got a hope, you've got no hope. So I'm just making that pretty clear right now. You've got no hope. And the way you're playing, you've lost four straight. You, you play North Melbourne in there. You're not beating us. So I'm just saying that. You Jeez, never beat us. Swans you could never... get into the top eight quite possibly. There are only two games out. Who? Swans. Giants. The Swans. The, the, the Swans, they're my, smoke, they're my smoky pick for the Oh, you mean top four? Top four, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, they're sixth at the moment. They're killing it. Uh, and then, yeah, North beat West Coast, 70 to 60, over in Perth. A tip jump. And then guess what happened, Source? I told you this from the beginning. I told you this from the beginning. What did I say about North Melbourne and finishing last and the wooden spoon? What did I say? Please enlighten me. Do you remember what I said? No, I don't remember. We've never won the spoon in the history of our club, and we never want to win the spoon, so we'll find a way to not finish last. And lo and behold, what happened this morning? The only two points David behind Noble, Dover, David Noble, the coach of North Melbourne, came out, said in a press conference, there is no chance we plan on winning the wooden spoon. We plan on winning as many games as possible, Sauce. And I've gone F. <laughs> there goes. There goes the number one pick. Uh, we're better Did than you to play, play some good football, Dommer. Hey, as I said, uh, everyone, how many times? What's his name? Tyron Thomas looks like an absolute, uh, very, uh, looks like a no. very good footballer. Very good Mate, footballer. Zuhal's killing He's it got down. talent. Like, He's got some real untapped talent. That kid. We had like five senior guys out injured and we're playing young kids. Now, just hypothetical situations and logic, well, not hypothetical, log- logic tells you when you have your experienced players back, you're going to play better as a football side because the young kids have less pressure on them, and they're able to grow under the experienced player and get better. Yeah. And what's happened? We have. Now, everyone laughed. All right, Sauce? Everyone laughed. I thought we were going to finish last, but we weren't as bad. We're not as bad as Hawthorne, really, and Adelaide, and a lot of these teams. So I thought, yeah, all right, if we actually do want to play to win games, we're not going to finish last. But I want, like I said, I prefer us to finish last to get the pick and then build towards a bigger season next year. But everyone laughed when I said that this football club was ahead 
of Carlton, Collingwood, and everyone laughed. Don't laugh. We've got depth there. We've got some talent coming up that we're building upon, and they're getting better. What has Carlton Collingwood got to show? Nothing. You've got aging, aging lists. Yeah, it's young. Everyone goes, yeah, Carlton's list is young. Yeah, but they're considered young, but they're veterans now because they've got X amount of games under their belt. And what's the show for it? They're all spuds. So you've literally blooded 100 gamers in your team and they're no good. So if, if we're blooding, Surely if we're blooding Will what... Phillips, if we're blooding Will Phillips and Lazaro and uh, Tommy Powell, 100 game source, and I'm a Carlton supporter, like we see on Blue Abroad, and they're coming out every week for literally the last 50 games of these young guys' careers, for example, the Carlton ones, and they're saying, this kid's no good, this kid's no good, this kid's no good. If we persisted as a North Melbourne fan with those three guys I just mentioned for 100 games and they were useless, man, I'd be heartbroken. Now, a lot of our supporters said, oh, we didn't have to get rid of 12 players in the offseason and the list. Yeah, we did because they were all duds. That's why we got rid of them. There's no point having list cloggers of guys that are no good. You'd rather turn them over, get younger guys in and try and develop them. If you played 100 games and you're no good and you don't fit a system, what makes you think in the next 100 games you're going to become good and fit the system? Yeah. The old Kevin Sheedy saying used to be uh, 50 games was your apprenticeship. So I would hope that uh, after you know 50 games, teams would... 100% know whether this guy's got talent, whether this guy's got the, the ability to be a, a um, you know, pivotal part to the team, you know, not, you know, not an A grade, not a star. You, you get what I mean? Cause not every, every guy's like that, but does he have the work ethic? Does he have the, the want to, you know, be better and, and get better um, because repetitions and, and that sort of thing and, and understanding the game, that's all part of it. And um, if after fifty games you you can't see that in a in a guy, at some point you, that's yeah, where you, you got to draw the line. I, I yeah. think you know it would be hard to say after twenty games uh, that a guy he's done. Because um, I'll be honest with you, you know I'm a guy that that wanted, you know, for instance, less like a, as an Essendon supporter, like Langford three years ago. I was like, get this guy out of here, man! Like he sucks, right? Langford today. He's, he's just want to get better. Not for anything. He's in our best team, right? Uh, I'm not going to say he's not. And he, he plays a good role and, he, and he's, he's, he's able to, you know, pinch hit down forward and, and and he's improved his goal kicking and he's gotten better. So it, it's tough to say. I think I think you need to give at least 50 games um, and, then, and then go on. So, um, look, credit to your boys. Uh, Happy to see them get the win. Happy to see them get the win. And uh, West Coast, well, I don't know what is going on at that football club. This is a team three uh, in 2018 that won the flag, Doma. They don't, and by the way, they're not winning this week. What Again. a fall. What a fall. And their list hasn't really turned over a lot since that point. And maybe... We thought they were going to become now. unbelievable, you know? They weren't really losing anyone. And then they're adding guys like Tim Kelly to their team and... You've added like to Cali. You know what I mean? So, Darling. Credit to Geelong. Credit to Geelong because, you know, out of that, people go, oh, they're losing Tim Kelly. And Tim Kelly was 
elite for Geelong, right? They tried to keep him there. He wanted to go, and they said, "Okay, you got to go. Whatever." They've they've left him behind, and, and he's joined a, with, a lesser of a club. Yeah, they replaced him with like a Higgins and a Isaac Smith. I understand they're older, but more experienced. Got Jeremy. Cam- they're all right. Anyway, let's move on to this week's source for some predictions. Freo Geelong. Great game. Where where's it played? Perth. Perth. Oh, this will be a good game. Very good game. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna back Freo in. Don't know why. So let's just do it. No no logic to that. Just as it, it's in Perth, but Geelong's got more than capability. I'm going Cats. Uh, Richmond versus Brisbane. Brisbane. I'm also no Hipwood done his knee ACL out for twelve months. No, no. Uh, GWS Sydney. Swans. I'm going Swans. Big bud. I think it's made. It's in Ballarat. Yeah, he's due for a big game. Bit disappointing. Uh, Gold Coast versus Bulldogs. You got to go with the doggies. They'll bounce back. They'll bounce back. Disappointing loss because they they were that, that was a very good game actually. Very good game. Hard, hard contested uh, football. Loved it. Melbourne, Melbourne Hawthorne. D's, D's. Yeah. Chang, uh, uh, Jath, unfortunate, did his knee after the rest of the season. What? A, that's a pity, mate. He's, he's a young rising talent for that football club, and it's a pity to have him go down with a knee. Uh, Saints versus Port. Uh, I'm going to go to the Saints. They're flying high. Come I back. can't believe I'm also going the same as this. Is yeah. the guy? This is the guy right here that said they were shit. But we just don't like Port Adelaide that much that we will back yeah, the Saints. Let's forward. be honest. Yeah, let's forward. be honest. And the Saints are still <laughs> shit, but they're Fletcher. Now, uh, Collingwood Carlton at the G, bit of rivalry game. Surely um, the Blues can beat this team. They've got no one left. No, I'm going. I'm going. The, I'm going the pies. I'm going the. I can't pick Carlton. I just. Can't. I'm going the pies as well. But surely they can't lose to Collingwood. Collingwood's like lost all their key guys. Bringing <laughs> big Coxie. Big Coxie yeah. will tear them up. Uh, that's, that's Adelaide. That's, Adelaide West Coast. Adelaide. Adelaide will win. I'm they'll bounce back. I think I'm they'll bounce back at Adelaide Oval. And the last game. Rivalry round on double The biggest game of the... North Melbourne versus Essendon. It actually is the biggest game now, so... North versus Essendon. I'm I'm going to back us in, mate. I'm picking... uh, This will be a cracking game, Dom. This will be a cracking game. I think after after we we, we played you earlier in the year, um, we beat you. I think you've improved a lot since then. Got got, um, vets back, as, as you've said before. I think this will be a close game. I think this is, you know... Within three goals, either way, you know, within yeah, this is our, two to three goals. Essendon is North Melbourne's hoodoo team. If people don't, yeah, know. it is. They are. They are. That, that we that can never true. come over Essendon, but sometimes we have the number on on the bombers, and they're always ripping games. Always ripping games. Yeah. So more often than not, it's close than a Belton. So yeah, look forward to that one. One ten Sunday. We'll see. We'll see how we go, mate. We'll see how we go. I don't know if I can. Might be able to get down there. It's coming home. We're, we're, COVID's coming home. We'll be in lockdown by oh, Sunday anyway. We'll There'll be a lockdown, lockdown lounge. We might just do a lockdown lounge and watch the game together, mate. Watch the game. Straight yeah. Watch well, party well. on YouTube. Yeah, watch party on YouTube. All right, UFC source. Let's move on. Massive card, but didn't end the way we wanted it to end. Yeah, look, 
disappointing, Dom. Like, look, it, massive card, and it just it look the the fights uh, leading up were were, were brilliant. Um, Sean O'Malley, my boy, I, I'm claiming him. I am claiming like Sean O'Malley. I'm claiming him. I, I've I've liked him. I I like his arrogance. I, it's something yeah. about me, you know, and people don't like him because the way he talks and his arrogance. But he, he backs it up. He went out there and, and beat the hell out of Chris Montino. Credit to him. He just kept walking forward. He just kept walking forward. Heart, absolute, you know, heart of a lion. But Sean O'Malley's hands, he's that quick. Hey, he was um, dribbling, bro. He was doing crossovers and fadeaways and then still punching him in the face. <laughs> yes. Just crazy. Just crazy stuff. And I love the arrogance. But, you know, um, Credit to Chris Montino, but uh, Sean O'Malley got the stoppage in the third round. Anyone, if you Google uh, Chris Montino, you know, post O'Malley fight image, just have a look yeah. at his face. That's all I got to say. Just have a look at his face. Quick one before we move on to the next one, but O'Malley, surely he's in line for a title bout somewhere. Where is he, where is he on the rankings? I'd love to know this. Because well, I understand he he got a injured. Whole, yeah. So he called out a whole bunch of guys, um, and I'm not 100% sure where he is on the rankings, but I'll find out now. Um, but he was calling for a guy definitely in the top 10. So let's let's see if he can, if he can get someone there. I mean, he's he's not even um, O'Malley. He's not even, in, in terms of bantamweight, he's not even, because that's the division he fights in, he's not even in the top 15, right? So he wants someone in that top 15. He wants someone in there. He doesn't care. He just yeah, wants anyone. Can, yeah. So he can prove himself and he can potentially, you know, jump into the, the rankings. So um, that's that's what he wants. Uh, he, he Look, there's a few guys obviously still definitely in front of him for him to get there because he, he still is uh, quite a young fighter to the UFC. But, you know, other than the fight, you got to remember, other than the fight where he broke his foot, He's undefeated in professional MMA. I know. So it's pretty good. Anyway, women bantamweight division, Doma. Look, let's hope he gets his shot. He called out a, a shitload so. of guys. So let's hope Dana was listening and gives – well, he deserves it, Dana, let's be honest. Dana's definitely listening because he's uh, an excitement machine. A he is. Conor McGregor. Talk oh, shit, he's got backs it up. Yes, he's got that about him. That's what I'm saying. That's why I like him. He's got that arrogance. All right. Women bantamweight, Irene Aladana defeated Yana Kuznitskia, uh, Kuznitskiava, I think. That butchered that as usual. KO in the first round. Then, Doma, we had heavyweight. We had our boy, Ty Bam Bam Tuovasa, with the knockout and doing the shoeys after. And if anyone's seen on the way out... He was doing shoeys off random people. The guy's crazy. No, no way am I walking up to someone and say, pour a beer in your shoe and I'll drink it. Anyway, the guy, one of the guys, you, you got to, if you, you can find a clip on YouTube. If I can find something, I'll put something together and, and put it up as a reel on IG. But there was a guy as he's walking out, he's, he's poured the beer in and, and, and he's grabbing it and he's pouring the beer in. And as he's looked away, he's thrown the cup and grabbed some chili sauce and squeezed a whole bunch of chili sauce in the shoe. And Bam Bam didn't see it. And he's just nicked it down. And he's got all chili sauce with beer. Oh, my God. Out of the shoe. It was unbelievable. 
was the best. Oh, oh, I was in tears. Oh, I was in tears. That was unbelievable. But crazy fight. <laughs> Anyone who hasn't seen that, um, knocked him out in the first first round, Dom. Knocked him out in the first round. And it went yeah. back and forth. It, it, this is what I mean about heavyweights. It went back and forth. Greg Hardy looked like he'd actually stung Tuovasa. And Tuovasa looked a bit wobbly. And true enough, you got to be careful in the heavyweights because they don't get down that easy. Greg Hardy got a, a bit excited. He went in there, rushed in there, and he paid for it because, you know, Bam Bam was able to, to dodge one and then throw that left hammer that he has got and knocked him out with one punch. He he got a few punches on the ground, but he was he knocked him with that that yeah, left hand yeah, and he yeah. was done. You seen him when he fall down, his hands were in the air, like he's, yeah, he's like gone. you know, you know, that that's how you know he's he's gone. Um seen it so many times. So that was a brilliant fight. Then we had the welterweight. This this was probably the fight of the um fight of like the fight of the night in terms of like, you know, went the distance, it was good fighting. Um Gilbert Burns defeated Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, third round decision. I just think Gilbert Burns just he did more. He was going forward. He was able to put more more hits on uh, Stephen Thompson. And that's why he got the win in the end. Uh, Thompson wasn't active enough, in my opinion. A uh, bit disappointing from Wonderboy because uh, we know uh, what a what a fighter he is. But uh, credit to Burns. And then obviously the main event uh, where Poirier got the 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 win, got the the stoppage after Connor um, you know broke his foot. And people are going to say, "Oh, it's a freak accident." He stepped back. Look. Connor isn't known to throw it since, since when in any fight is Connor known to throw that many kicks early on in a fight or that many kicks like that any ever? How many he was throwing early in that fight? And he got some checked and that weakened up that bone there. And when he went to go step back, it just gave way. Right? I, I think there was more to it than just say a freak's accident. Um, but look. I don't know what's going to happen there. I don't really know. I said after it, I was like, ah, McGregor, you know what, McGregor, I think I think he's he's got an ego, so I think he'll be back to fight again. Um, but honestly, he probably should just fight one of the Paul brothers and make $100 million. Uh, let's be honest. Don't so, say that. Uh, he, 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 he should at this point. Um, but he, look, he's going to come back because he's he, he's got a lot of pride about him. And look, Poirier was beating his ass in that first round. I want to say, oh, no. Poirier was beating his ass. Had him. Um, so, look, we don't know. Uh, we don't know if they fight again. Who do you think, knows? Do you think Connor has to go down? A weight class? No, he's always fought at lightweight. So no, he, he fought at less than lightweight. He, oh, he has fought at, yes, he has fought at the welterweight. Before. Do you think he should go back down? I think he was championing welterweight and lightweight. Yeah, he was. He was. You're, you are correct. He was. He built up. He built up his. Well, his his well notoriety coming up through the welterweight. Do you think that's where he fights his best? Because he packs a punch, and he's chinny. You know what I mean. And he's fighting against guys that are smaller than him, and because he does throw that punch. Like he's got the power. I think he'd still be able to dominate there. I think it was just more the fact of like he was talking shit that time and people like come up to the light heavyweight and he came up and he won the both titles and he proved everyone wrong. But from that proving everyone wrong, he stuck into the lightweight. And I know he wanted to make inroads there and he hasn't won a fight since. 
Donald Cerrone doesn't count. Don't give me that shit. That doesn't count. <laughs> Donald Cerrone doesn't count. No, he, he hasn't um, beaten anyone since. Khabib destroyed him. If we thought Poirier destroyed him in the last two fights, Khabib made an example of him. Poirier did destroy him. He knocked him out, bro. Yeah, I, I know. Care what you say. No, he did. But is getting the, the title shot. It'll be him versus Charles Oliveira next. That'd be good. In, in that lightweight. That will be a great, great fight. I think Poirier... Look, I believe... Uh, you know, it's funny. The universe works in, in funny ways, uh, Doma, and I feel like Poirier is going to win that fight. I, he's in I, I just, form. This is a guy he's, that says... He's, yeah, he's in form. He does a lot of very, very, very good things for charity and raises money for unbelievable causes. Um, and, like, he's, he's just a good... He's just a good guy, like all round dude, in terms of you know the, the, the way he just was, conducts himself. So he's gonna walk away from the sport before that Conor McGregor ticket landed in his lap. He had thoughts yeah. of walking away from the sport. He was over it. He lost his passion, and the spark came back. He beat McGregor, and since then it's just been, oh yeah, I can do this. Like that self doubt's gone, and not for anything, he fights Oliveira, and I'm with you, Sauce. So I think he wins. So he becomes. I, I, I can't. I can't wait to see that fight. I really. It's gonna I really be amazing. Can't. It's be gonna amazing. be be a great um fight. Um, but quick mention: if he does move down to uh welterweight, uh Connor, I'll tell you right now, he he ain't getting near my boy, uh, Kamaru Usman. He will beat. Oh, the that's hell right. The snooze is there, but Captain he Snooze will, is no more. He, he will, will beat the hell out of him. All right. All right. This weekend, there is another fight night, UFC fight night, uh, Machev versus Moises in the lightweight division. That's the main event. I'll run through the main card, featherweight division, Gabriel Benitez versus Billy Quantello. Uh, middleweight division, Rodolfo Vieira versus Dustin Stulfus. Well, I reckon that was pretty good. That was actually a good pronunciation. I'm happy with that one. I thought I was going to butcher it. Uh, lightweight. I surprise myself sometimes, though. I surprise myself sometimes. Uh, lightweight division, Jeremy Stevens against Matuso Gamrot. And then the woman, Bantamweight, you have Marion ver- uh, Renew versus Misha Tate. And lightweight, which is the main event, Islam Makichev versus Tiago Moises. And uh, Makichev... <laughs> we'll beat the hell out of him. He's out of that Dagestani uh, um, uh, dojo. He's out of that Dagestani uh, factory that just produces some of the uh, most unbelievable MMA talent that the, the USC. Is that the one uh, that Khabib's in his corner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, That's yeah. That, he's, he's not losing. That's I know you're talking yeah. about. That guy's a machine. Yeah. Yeah, he's a machine. <laughs> I, think, <laughs> I think he dominates this fight. And, and uh, the bell the should ring. The bell should ring, and his opponent should literally go on one knee and tap the ground and just forfeit immediately. Yeah. He's got a lot of Khabib about him, and he's even said like he's all he's known is wrestling and and grappling and everything. Only now he's learning how to strike, and in the last fight he showed that he showed his striking. He did. So you know, think oh, about yeah. how much better he can get. Right, this so this scary. is this is going this is going to be a good fight. I'll I will definitely tune into that because I, I think Makichev is going to be one guy to definitely watch in that lightweight division. Who's going to uh, up and coming? Um, but that's main card starts twelve p.m. this uh, Sunday on your local guide. Uh, that's Australian Eastern Standard Time. Find out on your local guide when it is for you. All right, Doma. All right, move on. Let's move on. Source Lemon of the week. You saw something. You didn't like it. You said you were going to tear this one up beautifully. Give us the rundown. 
look, Dom, I understand it's part of your job being in the media, you know, to come out and, and say some things um, and might try to draw, draw attention. But there, there's a point where you just you just draw the line in, in, in that sand. You just draw the line in that sand. And for me, it was when it was when uh, old mate, old mate, uh, Perk Kendrick Perkins comes out and says that Giannis Atetokounmpo uh, is Robert in that team. Sorry, what did I hear that right? Robert, yeah. yes, called him Robert. So you've got MJ and Pippen. He's Pippen, apparently, right? I understand that you're trying to get some headlines, trying to get people eyes on you sort of situation. Any publicity is good publicity, but Kendrick Perkins, seriously, mate. He didn't even that is one of, yeah, look, that is one of the most silly statements I have heard come out of your mouth. And you said some good things. And yeah. It's some stuff that out there that, you know, I agree. I agree on, but um, this on this occasion, you, sir, look like a limo. Thoughts, Doma? Thoughts? Speak to me. In the great words of Kendrick Perkins, this is all I'm going to say on its horse, all right? Giannis ain't no Robin. He's the Batman. You're a Lamont. Carry on, as he likes to say at the end of it. Carry on. Yeah, you're the mom. <laughs> Carry on. See you, Perk. Lemon. Carry on. Carry on. Kiss my ass. That's what you can oh, do. Jesus. Carry oh, on. Jesus. Lemon. All right, let's get into hobby talk. We've got some blockchain news source. It's good. I shared it in our, in our story on Instagram so then we people could check it out because I didn't want him to um, uh, miss out because there's, there was a drop today and there was a drop on Monday. So two of the three uh, NFT packs have sold out and the last one left is just the silver silvers pack, which drops on Friday. Yeah, Friday. So base pack was on Monday. Uh, high voltage dropped today. Uh, high voltage looked pretty cool. Uh, it's on the Knights Lance. If anyone is interested in looking at it, and then the Silver Prism packs drop Thursday 10 a.m., which is Friday here. So if you're keen for them, have a look at it. There, there's rumors on the street that Panini could potentially be. Uh, partnering up with a crypto showed me this today crypto token run by Aaron Rodriguez, uh, yeah, Aaron Rodriguez slam, uh, crypto token. token. Looking at so it right now, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you know, they get into the NFT sticker space. Uh, like, if they partner up, it'll be worth three billion dollars. Panini, so I, I'm just saying, you just. Everyone that laughed at these packs, it's going to be something. That's it there, Slam Token, the most user-centric token 
Amazon of BSC. So it runs on the BSC uh, BSC token, the BSC chain, which I believe is the Binance Smart Chain, yeah, I believe. It is. Um, and you can go here and read the white paper, what it's all about, invest by SLAM. Um, what's, what's it already being used for? It can be used for casinos and utility. Anyone out there who's not aware, but the um, – the crypto online crypto casino realm is about a, a million a billion dollar plus business a, a year probably more i think that was the that was the number i read it might even be more than that so it, it, it look i don't know much about it i'm not going to say go buy slam token um you know off some rumors it's probably the worst thing you could do you probably go have a look at the chart and it's probably gone up uh, because there's rumors and some people have gone, yeah, 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 I'm going to go buy and, and be an early adopter. Um, you got to buy it but, on Binance, I think. Yeah, it, it, it might be on the... Um, it's it's this, actually worth, it, it's worth nothing. So if you do buy it, it really gives you shit. You come yeah. out ahead. Yeah, it, it's, it's it, right it, down it the bottom. Look, do your research uh, on it. I'm not saying, but there was uh, murmurs that they were potentially partnering up with this. Um, slam token and you know what they could do with that uh, potentially who knows um i do think they they have a lot more to evolve around and um you know get better at for their for their nft cards or nft art or whatever you want to call it um so look i'm yet to see um I see some of its potential, but uh, the true form of, you know, owning an NFT means you can store it in your own personal wallet and your own personal wallet can be a wallet that can be removed from digital and uh, it can actually just be taken off onto a, you know, a, a ledger or a, a um, USB type device that's created specifically to store nfts and other cryptos so you know if you can't do that with it and it's all sort of on the platform and, that, and that's the thing about top shot like top shots same like that i just hope they don't do that you know if, if you buy that nft you own that nft you truly do own it um so and you can do whatever the hell you want with it um and if you want to remove it from existence and the only time people will see it will be you know if you try sell it on open sea or one of these marketplaces or something like that um, or whether it be that, you know, Panini ends up having their own NFT marketplace, I think that would be the smartest idea, in my opinion, because, um, you know, then they'd be able to make money off uh, transactions, which who knows, they might write that into the smart contract that when it does get transacted, uh, they do make a cut, which probably is what they're doing, in my opinion, uh, if they do go down that road. Um, so... Look, interesting, Doma, interesting space to watch. Most definitely, um, you know, these companies don't go pumping this money into to this sort of stuff without sort of some sort of inkling to, that, to where the market is at on NFTs Correct. and and their potential and doing their research. And that's probably why you haven't seen, you know, Panini. Panini know they got their bread and butter. And then if they know if they can get the NFT side somewhat correct, it's it's game over. Will will we ever see another company with the the license to basketball ever again? Probably not. I don't know. 
I don't know. It depends what they have. It depends on how the NBA goes. If they if they get NFTs right, they might just have that much money. They can just outbid everyone and buy the license. It's true. For that and football. It's very so, true. Um, look, interesting. Definitely watch it. Um, and please, as we always say, the motto of the show, and we'll touch on it in a bit uh, later. Do your research. Hundred percent. Do your research. All right, Sauce. Uh, with the bloody motorcade at the uh, MLB All-Star Weekend. Motorcycles, police cars, police motorcycles, the Mickey Mantle 1952 Tops Rookie PSA 10 was put on display uh, and it's beautiful. It looks so good. Um, our good, our good mates there had, uh, I think, pretty sure they pre-graded it. I don't know if you saw that. We spoke about them on this show. Uh, Diamond. I've gone blank. I'll find them. I think they. Oh, they're, they're, yeah, 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 yeah. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah. So you know, get them in there. Get more legitimacy to their company that they pre-graded it. They probably gave it a ten, and then PSA slabbed it in a ten. As they said, it's to advance. Uh, sorry, to what's it called? Push it through quicker through grading processes yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff. So they're an authorized pre-grader. Yeah, this stick was on there for display, so good promo for them. Congratulations to them. But source, it's come out. Is it the most expensive card in the sports card hobby? Do you think it is? Mm. Well, based off what people were willing to pay for the PSA nines, you know, all right, the market's gone down a bit. You know, uh, Rob, Rob G, your 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 mantle's not worth five point two, but might be worth still three and a half, four. Yeah, 100%. right. Uh, so you know, what's the ten really worth? You know, it's usually four x what that is. So what, fifteen, sixteen million? How many tens are there? One in existence. Is that the only one? One. Or is there, th- there two or three? Or uh, two. So it's very low. It's very low. I can I'll look that up for you right yeah. now. Um, it's, it's awesome that it's on display. And not for anything, it's another uh, – in one of the biggest weekends in baseball, it's on display and it gets more eyes on the hobby again and people start going, oh, that baseball card. And you know what it's like. They go rummaging in their attics or their basements or – in their wardrobes, the cards that they've stored away when they were a kid or they go back to their parents' place and they're like, oh, and they ask, where are these cards? And they get that sense of joy back to get into the hobby once again. As we said, like, you get on in age and some people think, oh, it's not cool and, you know, I don't want to collect cards. And they, they're a bit embarrassed by it. And it's facts. But, you know, it is cool. Everyone's got an interest. It's like we always say, it's cool to be a nerd, mate. So it actually is. There's three in the pop. So there you go. There's one of pop them. Pop 10. Three, yeah. I, that's, I, I would love to see it. It would be so cool. I'd love to, to hold it. In person. I wouldn't be able yeah, to hold there's, it. There's no, there's no chance. There's, you're, no, you're no chance. Shit. there's no chance. Yeah, fuck. fuck. You, you'd have to All take right. out a, a freaking $3 million insurance policy just in case you dropped it. Legit. Oh, but it's protected in the slab. What are you talking about? 
<laughs> oh, yeah, because their slabs are really that protective. Mate, you drop it, it's it's, uh, it's buggered, mate. Oh, okay. Especially if you're on a hard surface. It's most yeah, definitely cheap. That's a good call. All right. Uh, hey, share updates. We seem to be getting – it is a weekly update now because it's a weekly update on their uh, on their site. Because but, they're the most transparent in the business, Dom, and they give they us are. those weekly updates, you know? As um, you know, you know they, they opened it up completely last week. Uh, they yeah, put the limit up to – grade up to 100 cards, and they did have issues, and they addressed it in here. Um I will read a bit of the statement due to overwhelming demand and so many transactions being processed. When we opened, there were many issues encountered such as duplicate charges and orders paid and not showing paid. We have temporarily halted submissions to clear this up, get the duplicate charges reversed and fix the issues that caused this. We did not sell out and, and we'll give an update later this evening. I see you figuring out the thing. Very sorry. All the issues they gave the first update at 5 31 p.m work in reverse all duplicate charges if you incurred any uh overage charges please message us and we'll cover those which is very nice uh very sorry about this and they're working understand you got to remember like always just remember that this grading company is going to have teething issues because they've worked on the limit and they're not psa okay so they haven't got as much money as psa to pump into their business just remember that always like, I understand everyone's going to say, oh, fuck, they couldn't even handle it. That's why they're doing testing. Like, it's resistance testing here. Like, they want to open up to 30,000 cards by October. So they yeah, need but to know. Their whole, their whole system is done through their website online. Everyone submits. There's no group subbers. There's no in-between people that makes the process easier for PSA. Know. Yeah. It, it's, it's straight directly in there. So they got to get these things technically correct. Their website is leaps and bounds above like what PSA's website can yeah. do. Like, yeah, you can submit cards on PSA, but um, you know, people a lot of people use group subbers, man. No one, no one's doing their cards so, directly really to them as much. Like, there are people. Obviously, there are people out there. Like, I'm not gonna say there isn't. There's a shitload of them, but a lot of people are using group subbers, especially here in Australia. Like, it's just not feasible to 100%. do it any other way. Hundred uh, percent. The orders that were never converted to sold. Everything's been refunded. Uh, they're going to reopen submissions again when they're hundred percent certain the issues. I'm going to have to get my cards ready. I've got a few there that I want to get graded. So I'm going to have to see, pick a few and, and send them off. Donna. They've also bloody oath. They also gave a rundown of where to go to find the form to obviously get their money compensated to themselves for the, the mistake. Uh, then they explain why they're doing their stress test this week. Uh, we increased the number of submissions to 99 just because with coding, we may need to go back and instead of wiping out coding, we just increase a large number that no one will hit. We increase the number of cards per submission to 100 from nine as well. We want to gauge your capacity limits before we start discussing options with the group subbers that are reaching out to us. So oh, they're coming. Yeah. I've been clear from the beginning that I like to remain strictly open to the public, but there are a few advantages for us allowing group submissions. So after tonight's submission, we'll be able to reassess where we stand and which direction we want to move. We'll be increasing from 15,000 cards to over 30,000 cards weekly by the end of October. So this is the perfect time for us to, to see and what our volume is. 50 by the end of the year? Yeah, I reckon. That was my prediction, wasn't it, Donna? Remember? It's all trial and error when you're starting out. We have to give plenty of chances and we'll get it right. Don't be so quick to judge. Yeah, I agree, Adam. 100%. That's beats and breaks in the 
in the chat. Completely agree. Uh, pop reports and drop down go hand in hand. We now have a team that is dedicated to update, updating our drop down constantly with newest release sets. So they're working on their pop reports as well for HGA. This is fantastic. This is good. This is what we want. They're slowly progressing to that point where we can go check their pop reports, see how many are out there. As you know, yeah. Poppy's Poppy's thing apparently. So, it, well, it is. Uh, horizontal slabs will be in hand for pitches this week, and if the size and function are perfect, like we expect, the first run will be will hit polishing next week, and be using them mid next week. First on the market. First on the market, we'll add an option to the submission form. Blah 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 blah. So there you go. Please be Brilliant. patient as we have thousands of orders Brilliant. in this yeah, large and, and look, there's one thing I want to, I want to lead on to this is um, I'm not sure if 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 we we know we've seen look, let me take it back. We've seen a few grading companies here in Australia. There's obviously we know the market leader and the one that people use the most is um, CGA card grading Australia. Adam uses them and he told me he's got a little play with CGA, which is really good um, with NRL cards, which is, which I like Adam. I like it very much. Um, in his latest video, Tyler, uh, one of his latest videos he, he spoke about, and someone right at the beginning was someone from Australia asked him about, you know, how are the plans going to, to, to bring HGA out to Australia? And he said, those plans are going well. The plan is still by the end of the year to get out to Australia, Canada, and Europe, right? Now, if anyone from grading companies here or grading companies that started, whether it be CGA, there might be a point where you might turn around and be like, oh, that might be bad for my business if that company who's grown massively now that are accepting 30,000 cards a week. I, 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 I don't know how many cards CGA is accepting, but I, I, I don't reckon he's accepting 30,000 a week. Adam, if you're in the comments and you have any... Oh, look, I don't really know. Stuff, I'd love, we'd love to know, but... but I don't they do anyone, come here. I don't think, I don't think it's good. It's. I don't think it's any good for those companies here. And this is where you know these companies need a bit, bit more active in terms of do, oh, doing right. stuff to to help yeah, expose you're... themselves. And um, I'll give you, look, I'll give you funny enough, Doma. Funny enough, uh, uh, we we try to get onto CGA and get them on the show and 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 get them uh, yeah, talk to them and, and have a chat to them. Uh, see who they are. Uh, Craig, the uh, I believe he's the the owner of the business. Uh, he didn't want to speak to me. Though. He didn't want to speak to me. That's all right, Craig. When you I feel cannot, free I can, I, I can to, understand to come why. on, um, <laughs> by all means, you uh, come on and and let us know who you are and and let us know about your business because we'd love to see your business succeed as an Australian grading company. Really would, mate. But um, you know, if if you're not on the front foot at this point, uh. Watch out. That's that's it all is, I got to it say. Is, it, it, is. it starts with HGA and it ends with PSA. PSA. <laughs> it does. It does. It literally does. It starts with HGA and it ends with PSA. It a hundred percent does. You hit the nail on the head, source. Like clip that because that is facts. Uh Adam says I wouldn't have a clear how many subs CGA accept a week, but it's not near what HGA are doing, I'm sure. Oh, I, I agree with that as well. Now, 
a few interesting things. I know we spoke about grading companies last week and we said this is what you need to offer people. Now, from a content creator's point of view source, we can give them a couple pieces of, of advice. If you're an Australian grading company out there and you want to, I don't know, other content creators and collectors to take you legitimately seriously in the hobby, you need to put yourself out there big time. And if you aren't putting at least one piece of content out a day, showing us either inner working, showing us more cards slabbed like that you've just got sent in, no one really cares who you are. It's as simple as that. And Source hit the nail on the head with the whole HGA coming and then it starts with them and ends with PSA. Now, I hope Australian grading companies listen to this and then you send it to other people that have an Australian grading company because if HGA set up a shop here, I can guarantee you, I'm not going to say 100% because you've got to give room for error, but I can guarantee you at least 90% may not happen on launch, but a couple months down the track, they will be grading AFL and NRL cards. I can guarantee you because blame us whether you want to or not. When we spoke to Tyler, we gave him the 101 on the market here in Australia and he was blown away by how many people actually collect AFL and NRL cards. So as a savvy businessman, he's not going to come into this country and go, I'm going to ignore one of the biggest parts of the hobby within this country. A lot of people don't send their cards to PSA and stuff because, first of all, they don't grade every type of football card out there. And second of all, people don't want to wait for the card to get graded. A lot of people just, they put them in one touches and stuff and keep them in the collection. And Domo, you'll be surprised how many times I have heard the concerns of people not wanting to send their cards overseas to America. Seriously, yeah. it's a serious concern for a lot of people. That's what I'm saying. So, if they're on, just imagine in Australia, a, just imagine AFL massive. cards with HGA custom slab source for some AFL cards. Just saying, we're telling you, like, we want we want Australian grading companies on the show, not to, well, Australian companies to an extent. We want you on the show if you're proving to us and other people that you're legit and you're actually putting in the time and effort. Yeah. And we want you on the show so we can promote you. We're not going to bring you on the show and embarrass you. That's like the stupidest thing ever. Why the hell would we want to do that? Yeah. We'll ask you questions. We'll ask you, why did you go with that slab? Just like if CSG comes on, we'll say, why did you go with that slab? There's been a lot of people that have been critical of that slab. We're actually not massive fans of it. Do you have plans in changing it or are you going to persist with it? Do you want to make that your brand? That's a legitimate question. We're not like we're not scared to ask that question. If they get pissed off, it's just like, okay, if you act like that on feedback, then you're going to get nowhere. So we want you to get, reach out. We'll help you. Like we've had some grading companies, startups reach out to us. We said, we'll get you on the show once we see your consistency and your commitment to the hobby. We want to see growth. I don't want to see one post every month and then go, oh, this is our next card graded. So that just tells me that you're doing nothing and you're grading one card a month. 
Like that's how people look at it. And people go, why, yeah. as we said last week, why are we sending our cards to you over them? Simple as that. So feel free, reach out. We're happy to help, but the storm is brewing and it's coming. And if you're not prepared for it, you're going to get a rude awakening. You're going to get a bit of a shock. That's all we're saying. They're going to be very desirable. Just imagine when Buddy kicks a thousand goals and you have his PMG and you can put a thousand goal slab customized by HTA. Just saying. Yeah, anyway, let's move on. That's just a piece of advice. Uh, that's a HTA update, weekly update with some advice. And we haven't finished on grading because there's some news source within the, the fortress of PSA. Uh, at the 41st National in Chicago on July 28th to August. Thanks, Card Talk Pod, as well, for posting this. So we're just reading this. You can check this out on Card Talk Pod's page if you want to see it. Uh, they are going to be doing on-site grading. They'll be pr- providing on-site authentication, grading, and capsulation for all cards, including crossovers, reviews, and dual service. We will not be accepting submissions of tickets, packs, coins, or pins in effort to provide collectors who will be attending the show an opportunity to get their submissions turned around in Chicago. PSA is bringing a small, dedicated team of operations, personnel, and graders to the event. Please note that PSA is requiring collectors to use the online submission center to place their orders prior to the visiting booth. PSA no longer accept, accepts carbon copy submission forms. Computers and printers will be available at the booth. Please also take note that PSA will not be accepting drop-off submissions for any take-home service levels. Every submission has to be received, graded, and returned to the customers at the venue. Now, they're given some pricing source. This has got to be unbelievable. All right. right, You ready? This is the grading fee, the max declared value of the card, and then the turnaround, turnaround time. Grading fee. 250 for cards 4999 and less that's $4999 uh turnaround time is the end of the show grading fee $600 is 9999 declared value max declared value that's end of the day grading fee 1000 this is all in USD ladies and gentlemen if you're playing along at home, max declared value $24,999. That is a two hours approximate. Grading fee, 2000 USD for $49,999. Max declared value, two hours turnaround approximately. Grading fee, $3,000. Max declared value, $99,999. Doesn't stop their source. $5,000 grading fee. Max declared value, $249,999. And if you're looking to grade a card, ladies and gents, $250,000 or more. And, and re- retrospectively source, in all honesty, I know we look at these larger ones here and we go, oh, the pricing, like, holy shit. Like, that's a lot for a card up to that value. If you if you went out and you could afford to buy a $250,000 card, you can afford fucking five grand to, to grade it. Yeah. Simple as that. Yeah. So 
The final one for any cards over $250,000, it is a $10,000 USD grading fee. That works out to you be get about it back in three minutes? Uh, two hours. The From 1000 to 10000 That's bullshit. It's a two hour. It should at least be 15 minutes. 15 <laughs> minutes max. But it's good. That's They're bullshit. coming there. And what that tells me is, what that tells me, PSA does not want to see any shit base cards getting subbed. Yeah, that is the moral of the story of the post on yeah. Card Talk. They do not want to see shitty hoops, Lamello ball cards. They're just going to laugh at it. Like, and you'd be dumb to submit something. You know, actually, they're not going to laugh at it. They'll be laughing. To the with, bank. With, to the bank, mate. You're paying $250 to grade a hoops Lamello ball card for it to get a PSA 10 to be worth 100 bucks. <laughs> it's like <laughs> you're losing money, so they don't care. But that's that's why. They want cards that are in the hundreds and hundreds of dollars getting graded at that minimum level and then obviously progressing to thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Simple as that. Makes sense. And, you know, it's going to be sick having PSA there and having collectors rock up, Source. Just imagine people rocking up at the National with a card worth $250,000 or more wanting to get it graded. Like, just imagine that, grading that card and then doing a deal with someone on the side once it gets encapsulated and graded. Like, that's the sick thing about on grading and it's awesome honestly it's awesome to have PSA there I can't believe I'm saying this but it's true they've done they've made the right steps in the right directions except for one well I'm talking about Nat, Nat Turner and stuff they made the right steps they're the biggest mistake they've made so far is they haven't come on the podcast but besides the point source they've done a good job they actually have. They've done a really good job. So, props no, to them. Credit. Credit where credit is due, mate. Uh, Adam in the chats. There'll be lines for days waiting for subs at PSA stand at the National. Uh, that's why they've got the online submission. And it won't surprise me if they cap that online submission if it gets out of hand. So, it'll just, it'll just tell people. Uh, that's why they're doing it. That's why they're doing they it. They don't know how many they could potentially but grade. Don't the time. That is smart. We said... Once HGA came out, like businessmen like him take note of other people, of their competitors in the hobby. They didn't take uh, Tyler for a grain of salt, yeah, and be like, oh, yeah, AI grading and, yeah, custom slabs. Don't worry. PSA takes note of that shit. Like Nat Turner, they take notice of it. Like the the worst thing you can do is not give respect or credit to your, to your, uh, your competitor. Because then one day you might wake up and they've overrun you. So they, they always keep tabs on each other. Uh, Adam said, wouldn't surprise me if they grade 10,000 cards over the week. Or 10,000 or 100,000? 10,000. Who knows? Probably will. But it'll be capped. It'll be HGA style uh, submissions. They'll cap it at a point. If it's getting too out of hand for that on-site grading team, they'll just cap it. So... Yeah, Super they got bizarre. another. They got another sixteen million in black log to to grade anyway. So, um, you know, it's not like they 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 got nothing to do. <laughs> it's true, it's very true. So that's awesome. Uh, that's coming up in two weeks. Source the show. That's massive for people over in the states. Our friends over there, we're 
We're super excited for you. Uh, the dream for Source and I is obviously to get down to one at some stage in the future. Who knows when it's going to be? Uh, you know, if we're in lockdown, Source, we might have to do a lockdown lounge and see if we can get a hold of of Cage or Hoge. Someone, Lou, Tyler, whoever, if they want to come on and give us a bit of a tour around, I think that'd be a nice. Like, be a, unreal. I don't even think. I don't even think the cellular data would be working in there. There'd be that many people in that room. Yeah, I know. Was, well, we can always try, mate. We can always try. We'll ask him. I think Cage would be very, very accommodating. Same with Lou and Chris. So we can always try. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. Now, the last thing, Source. I don't know if you're going to spend twenty minutes on this. Five minutes on this, an hour on this. Yeah. Some this, this, could, this, could go, off, mate. this could go. This could go on. This could this go could, on forever. This could get out of hand. Yeah. Look. <laughs> you got how to, you got inter- to Look, I'll, I'll, I'll just say the backstory and how. Look, I sort of come up with this, and just, it just brings it back to what we always talk about on this show. So I'll, I'll run it through. Had an interaction uh, with someone from another podcast uh, who does another hobby podcast. Much bigger than ours. Let's be honest. Um, no comment, right? No comment. But I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying this isn't a dig at him. No, it's not a dig at him at all, right? Um, but he was talking about if anyone caught on whatnot. We've talked about whatnot, yeah, and what it is, and 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 you know what you can do on there. Sasha T. Everyone knows you, Sasha T. If you you know across hobby content, uh. Is uh, obviously does some some of the m- most killer content out there, and you know, um, if you follow him on YouTube and and whatnot, um, and <laughs> the pun, the pun, um, fuck, he had a stream on the whatnot app, and he was selling like just junk slaps, right? And people were o- paying overs. And this is something that I warned about, warned you people about. And what I noticed was, you know, just me observing it was, you know, the, the price people were paying in the moment to winning that, that auction, that minute auction. And it seemed as though people were willing to pay more. Um, and, you know, this person said, oh, that's, that's so wrong of, of, Sasha to go out there and sell these slabs and, you know, people are overpaying for it. He should protect those people and not let them pay that much for it. It's essentially saying this is it's along those lines, not, not a hundred percent of the words, but essentially saying, you know, that's wrong. What he's doing. He shouldn't be, you know, pumping up these slabs and using his celebrity status in the hobby to get people to pay more for these slabs that aren't worth that much. And I was like, hang on. It's not just Sasha T that's doing that on whatnot. You go on there, anyone's there. You know, I've seen a freaking PSA nine, uh, John Moran hoops go for sixty seven dollars. Well, you can go buy one now on eBay for twenty five, right? Thirty, half the price. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It's not like he's the only one doing it. Like a lot more other people on that platform are doing. It. It's the way the platform is, you know, and the way it, it uh, rides on people's um, emotions that emotion of, of winning something at that moment. It's funny how, how, how that works, but to go out and put the blame on Sasha, that it's his fault that those people are paying those prices is absolutely ridiculous. That is just rubbish, just rubbish. 
how it's not their fault that those people it's not his fault that those people haven't done their research and that's why we say do your research before you go on to whatnot and put your card details in how about you observe like i did oh what is this platform oh let me watch oh oh that doesn't seem right for a price let me check some comps what the hell? Why are people paying these prices for these cards? It doesn't make sense. And then you see it and you're like, well, why am I going to interact? Why am I going to buy that card for $30 more expensive than I can buy one right now on eBay? Right? Do your research. In the, in the, in the heat of things though, Source, I understand paying 20 to $30 more for a card because you know it's in the heat of the, the auction and you're bidding. And I get that. Yeah, I get that. If it's 30 bucks over comps. But... I've seen some cards going for hundreds of dollars over the comps because people get too ahead of themselves. And if you haven't done your research like Saucy's saying, you should know the price and you should be able to budget in, all right, this is the comp on the card. The most I'm going over is 25 bucks over the comp. You know what I mean? Or if you can get it for under comps, it's like, oh, it's $100 on the comps. I'll bid on it now. You know what I mean? But when the car sets to get 50 well, $25 plus over the comps and the bidding's going crazy and you know the value of the card, but yet you're one of the person that people that are part of the problem. And then you come out, even if you're just an observer and you haven't bid once, like me, I've never bid on something on there, but I, I observe. And you know what? Credit to breakers and to content creators like Sasha T that are wheeling and dealing on there. Like, People say that oh, content creators and stuff should have, you know, a more ethical outlook on the on the hobby. Uh, yeah. oh, I'm just reading Adam's message. Sorry, paying for cloud on Sasha T's whatnot is a testament to the content he puts out and how big he has become. That's correct. Like, whatnot want him on there helps promote their brand. They're not stupid, and. If you're paying that, don't blame Sasha and be like, oh, it's unethical because he sold it for this price. He's put the card up there. Once the card's up there, wherever it gets to, it's not his problem. He's he not going to stop it and be him. like, oh, you know what? That's it. We've got to stop it here. What are you talking about? Does you the eBay have... auction stop or does it stop when the last bid's entered? Uh, there you go. The highest right. bid, right? So whatnot platform adds an extra 10 seconds. At the, when you when you when you bid in the last you know moments, and it keeps going and keeps going until someone pretty much taps out, until someone taps out. Um, so just brings it back to like, you know, don't go out there and and expect, you know, people in the hobby to have your personal best interests like in hand. At the end of the day, people are wheeling and dealing. You know, if this card's market value is 25 and I can sell it for 35 and you're willing to pay 35, am I going to turn around and be like, no, no, it's actually 25, bro. Like, just take it for 25. And you're like, no, no, I'm happy to pay 35. No, no, 35, good, sweet, done. You're going to take the extra $10 because at the end of the day, that's $10 that you could turn around and say, for instance, uh, if you made that deal at a show or whatever, you could turn around and go buy another card. You could go turn around and buy a pack, right, and use that money again. You could use that money to buy a, a big Mac meal freaking, I don't know. Right. But everyone's going to, it's no one is going to, unless you're, for instance, you know, 
people have 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 been kind, had kind gestures to me, and and you know supported me. So you know when I've had stuff that I think that they might like, or I've bought lots of cards, like literally like a whole lot. And I like see some cards and I'm like, oh, I reckon he collects this guy. I reckon he'll like this. And I send him a phone. I'm like, oh, do you want this? And he goes, how much? I said, nothing, man. Like, you know, you can have it, right? Like, I don't care. Like, you've, you've supported me. So I'm more than happy to give you these cards as a gift to show you, you know, appreciation. Um, so, look, just do your research, man. And don't, don't, I, I it just baffled me that he's trying to blame Blame Sasha T. Like it's credit that Sasha puts out that consistent content that he's built, as Correct. Adam said, built himself to that point. And we, and we Adam I mean, said, we hope, to, we hope to get him on the show and we can ask him these questions and well, that's talk the about these matters. That, that's literally the plan. We actually are looking to get him on the show. We have a direct connection to one of his mates. So, and it could potentially happen. And it'd be awesome if it does because. I'm not just going to sit here as a content creator and just asking questions just about cards. Like I want to, like we both want to know what his thoughts are on his brand and what his thought process was on developing that brand and how he obviously has created his relationships with Burbank cards. And you know what I mean? Like there's a lot to unpack in that interview, a lot. And outside of business in that interview, it also be just a laid back chat on cards and his thoughts on what he sees and trends and you know asking him stuff like this about what not. All right, is this a, good on him for commanding a premium on his brand? And I understand it's got to do with cards, but like, is that no different to freaking Kanye West putting uh, his name a Yeezy on a shoe and then charging three hundred and fifty dollars for the shoe? Right, Yeezy, his brand done. Different with a lot of, yeah, a different you know. With Sasha it's- and a lot of influencers source are like people will send products to an influencer and pay them to just put it up and take photos. And then that person doesn't give a shit anymore because it's like, oh, yeah, I got paid and I'm getting all the content for free, like all the product. Difference with Sasha is I'm not going to speak on his behalf if he does get sh- shit sent to him and he does promote stuff. You know what I mean? I'm not going to go and say he doesn't. Because I don't know that. That's not. But one thing is, when he's commanding that premium for his brand, at least I can see visually, consistently, he cares about the hobby that he's creating his brand around. He's always at shows. He's always mingling with people in the hobby. You know, he's putting his best foot forward. And there's a lot of people, not just Sasha. There's a lot of people out there. A lot of content creators, big in following and small in following that are grinding hard and they love the hobby and not for anything, the amount of time and effort that people like us and other content creators in Australia and over in the States put in and get paid jack shit, you know, get paid nothing. And then all of a sudden they start getting paid as a content creator and everyone goes, Oh yeah, they're sold out. They're getting paid now. It's like, okay, we do this as a hobby, but yeah, it'd be nice if we get incentivized with money. What you're going to say no? That's like saying, "Oh, we want you to work an extra five hours at your job because you love it." A week. You're going to do it for about a month. Do twenty hours extra, and that person's going to turn around and be like, "Fuck! I should be comp- compensated overtime for this. This is bullshit. I know I love my job, but I should get it." What's any difference? 
like the mentality of people and stuff. And to bring it back to what Source is saying from the get-go is you can't slander Sasha for being the problem of whatnot. Whatnot are the smart ones, as Adam mentioned earlier, earlier about getting Sasha T on their platform. They're the smart ones getting on to guys like Prestige Pools, Cahoon, Pool Wax, Lil P, Sasha T. You know, they're the smart ones for knocking on the door and saying, oh, you know what? We want to get into the card market. Let's get some of the biggest people in, in the hobby on our platform. Like, that's just good business. That's smart. And it's not just cards on there. They've got pops on there. They've got other things on there. And it, there's, it's, there's a marketplace section too where you can buy stuff. Like, it's very smart how they've done it. It's not just auctions. This is this is source. Like, you know what this is? Reminisce of the time the HGA came into the hobby. Reminisce on when um, CSG broke out. Uh, I'm trying to think of other things. Uh, you know, reminisce of... Uh, I'm trying to think of things where people didn't give it a go. You know what I mean? Because lack of research by people in the hobby. And we've told the stories a thousand times on this podcast, yeah? When we said, oh, no, hey, share will be legitimate. And everyone laughed at us. And they'd be like, legitimate my ass. What a Mickey Mouse brand. I bet you you're the same people now saying, oh, yeah, I slept with HA. They're the sickest brand. Because you're a sheep. That's why. Like, seriously, you're a sheep. Uh, it's simple as that. But it's true, uh, sort of. These, the, these are the same people whacking whatnot, whacking breakers on whatnot, whacking Sasha T, fucking uh, whacking all these people, yeah, content creators. But they've done no research into the shit themselves. They don't even know what the, 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 the platform is. They probably haven't even seen one piece of Sasha T's content. They just know he's got a massive following. So with massive following, they go, oh, he's got influence on the market. Of course, he's going to do that. He's raising comp prices. When in actual fact, it's idiots that are willing to keep bidding up cards because they don't know the comps and they don't have the, the, the smarts to know when to call it quits on bidding on a card. So yeah. it's as simple as that. Like, that's not rocket science. Most definitely, Doma. Most definitely. I just thought I'd, yeah, we, we are. And, and that's why I just thought yeah. I'd bring it up. And it was just something that it, it just irked me through the week. And I was like, man, this, it just doesn't make sense that people just want to always throw the blame on someone else and not look at themselves for not being, uh, what's the word? Due diligent, you know? Yeah. They don't do the due diligence. And yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. It's like, let's pass the buck onto someone else and blame them. It's so true. It's so true. Oh, well, you know what this episode's all? We're freaking we're sticking up for content creators and people in the hobby. I'm, I'm over this crap. And there are it's some like, content creators out there that you know I don't agree with, and, and the way that they is. put their Mate, mannerisms out there. Yeah. And, and and that was another thing that they someone spoke about on another podcast. You know, you know, con, another content creator saying, "Oh, if your if your content is about bringing down other content creators, then you know you should look at yourself." Well, there's there's a point where at sometimes you got to make a little comment. And, you know, on this show, we, we have not bought down other content, but, you know, made comment on some things that other people have said. And we try to do it in a bit of a joking manner and put out a little bit of a spin on it. But it, it creates it creates a good community, a good, healthy 
relationship between content creators if you can have a debate, if you can have a difference of opinion, right? You have to be able and, to call them and out. not get butt yeah. hurt over it. The last, and and like talking from experience, like Sauce and I, the last thing we ever want is to put a piece of content out there and then behind our back, everyone's just like, oh, yeah, you know, they put this piece of content out. How shit is that? You know, they're dickheads, blah, blah, blah. Have the balls to come tell us to our face. We're not going to jump down your throat. Unless you come in the DMs and you start abusing us, then it's just like, all right, relax. You know, like constructive criticism. We'll but if you're saying, we'll if you're saying you some mate. lemon things, if, you, if you're saying some lemon things, you might get the Lamont of the week. You know, you might get it. We gave it stop, to Cage. Stop, stop, stop right there. Stop right there. You know what I mean? Like, we gave it to Cage, but he understands that it's a joke. But a lot of other people out there will be get butthurt sauce, like you're saying. They'll suck it up. Do you reckon he will be upset when I yeah. tag him? He, we, we won't even see it. That's all right. <laughs> he won't see it. He'll just laugh. I should I should, I should, tag his uh, his his agent. What's his name? Uh, Mr. Luke. He'll see it. Yeah, tag him. Yeah, we'll get him on the show. He's a good fella. All right. Good talking shit, Don. <laughs> Stay in your uh, lane, mate. Stay in your also, lane. Stay in also, your also, lane. I got to make the bold prediction because I said it to you. So I got to make it live on the pod. I'm telling you now, you have 14 or 15 days because we're a day ahead. You got 15 days, and I'm guaranteeing this. And if it doesn't happen, you can give me the Lamont of the Week sauce in 15 days. But Gary V is coming back to this hobby in a big, big way in 15 days at the National. Like I'm talking about everyone's gone, oh, he's gone missing. You know, he doesn't care anymore. Man, that guy has been stockpiling. But I'm just telling you, and he's dropped some gems, like some breadcrumbs, yeah, throughout the week, as sauce has seen. And a few people put in our group chat. I'm not happy. I'm not happy he posted the I know, man. I'm card draft here. redemption, Dommer. I know. 15 days. I'm telling you, it is the return of Gary V into this uh into this space. 15 days. I'm telling and on the way he's gonna drop breadcrumbs. But on the 28th here, 28th at the national, that's if he's there on the first day. If he's not on there on the first whenever he goes to the national. Big things are happening. He's back. I'm telling you. And we could see another, like, I'm not saying a massive boom, but could get some spikes again because he's been focusing on other things. Yeah, crypto. So his whole market is more, it's it's shifted to crypto now. Everyone's focusing on him doing crypto, crypto, crypto. Yeah, everyone knows Tyler and the boys at Car Talk Pod. They know him and they work with him and Lou. You know what I mean? And like they go, oh, yeah, that's just information for us. But it's what Gary Vee does in the end of the day is what his followers will then go and do. So when he says, I started buying these, you should buy these, blah, 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 game over. Everyone goes out and buys them again. So you might see run-ups on prices. He's got big pull in this hobby. As yeah, much as people if, he, if he does any like content, obviously, from the National, wheeling and dealing and cards and you, deals he's picking up and any of that stuff, same. and it hits YouTube, hits any socials, Fifteen. You, you are days. not wrong. You are not wrong. Fifteen days. And then you can call me the prophet. No, that's that's a bit too much. I'm a dickhead. Just give me the Lamont. Well, I just have to give you the Lamont right now. Exactly. <laughs> took the words out of me mouth. We love talking shit on you. Uh, last thing before we finish up on this hobby hangout, September twelfth, Melbourne Pavilion. Andrew and the team there. 
another massive event. We're there, boys at Talking Cardboard, Cherry, heaps of people, Moneyball's there. Uh, I can't even think of all these people. Everyone's going to be a Australian Trading Card Association. I know a lot of the boys are going to be coming Refreshed down. Refreshed cards. Refreshed. Refreshed is coming. You know, it's going to be massive. It's fantastic. We're hoping that it goes ahead because Source in the hour and 40 minutes we've been on this podcast, we've had three more cases and a bit of an outbreak going on here. So uh, we're probably not going to have it. But we've got to stay positive. We'll be in lockdown on Sunday and then lockdown lounge on Sunday afternoon for the North Melbourne game. But it's not looking good. I'm just putting it out there. But Hobby Hangout, we're excited for it. We're prepared. We're going to do some podcasting there. Obviously, some uh, Q&A stuff, walking around, live podcasting. And then uh, we've got something up our sleeve that we want to hopefully uh, present at the show, which would be pretty cool with some guests. That'd be very nice. So we've got that. There is plenty of people heading to the show. It's it's going to be massive. And uh, there's a heap of content out there at the moment. As you know, uh, you can follow the crew on the doublecoverage.media, which is Matt's Card Shop, TSA Australia, Zudor, Mast, Anthony Collects, uh, Matt's Card Shop. I think I mentioned him twice. That's all right. Double shout out. Uh, us. But then outside of uh, our group, there is some other people doing some fantastic stuff. Uh, card School. It's got the boys from Moneyball, uh, Shane and Neb, with a couple blokes there. They're doing some great work. Uh, then we've got Coach Carter, which is uh, run by the Rip and Collect Boys another podcast. So the Australian content creators really doing some great stuff out there and we're super proud of them and we wish them all the best. And then finally, to finish off, I'll be talk. Uh, we don't know the exact dates, you know, but we all know that in the, in the podcasting game, uh, us LTB and car talk pod, we're all cancer, uh, cancerian babies and we're July babies in the, in the podcasting world. Uh, so, I think it's coming up in the next week, week and a half. We're in about two weeks. But, yeah, happy birthday to the LTB family and to the Card Talk Pod family uh, one year in the game. So, and thank you for the support you've given us. We really do appreciate it on the little uh, island down under here in Australia. So, yeah, Sauce, bit going on there. Saucy Smoky, finish it off. You got something for us this week? You're going to keep us yeah, waiting? Just nah, look, it. it's, I'm just going to smash through it. It's, look... I don't really know how much further some of these cards can can drop, you know, especially some of these these uh, these prism PSA ten base cards. And you know, one guy I was looking at today, and I, and I gave him on a smoky. I think I gave him at the pro- time of the price he was going for about a hundred USD, and that was John Collins PSA ten uh, prism. I'm talking about the base card. I don't know how much further it can drop. Like, you know, you go back nearly two years on the graph uh, on card ladder. I should actually bring it up. And um, you will see, like, you know, it was so long ago that his card is, was going for $50. You can buy a PSA 10 for of, of John Collins for $50, right? Oh, his, tra- no. his contract's up. His contract's up, right? His contract's up. He could get getting traded. There's a whole bunch of other cards out there that you can go for, but I, I just don't know how much further he could potentially drop. I just don't know. So, course, didn't you see John Collins this week raw for a stupid price somewhere? Not to mention where, but 
Oh yeah, I seen some look, and I was nearly. I'll brings it back to like I hope that guy done his research because someone was trying to sell one off for fifty AUD raw, raw, and he said, "Oh, the other guy said is it negotiable?" And he said, "Yeah, forty posted." Even that's overpriced. Um. Anyway, enough of that. Um. Let's 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 bring up the screen. So there it is. There's the the wonderful uh, chart. Uh, thank you to Card Ladder, and this is the two year chart, right? So here you go. Last sold today, forty seven. One sold to forty dollars. You got to go back. Thirty one dollars. You got to go back. Look, there's my one there. I bought one here. I'm holding. I'm actually holding one. My purchase at one hundred fifteen. I'm oh. down. I'm getting absolutely destroyed on this, right? Because I thought. There's going to be a bump up, but the market has gone bumpy and bumpy and bumpy and bumpy all the way down. And it just brings, and this is another point that I'll touch on after this. But look, you got to go back all the way to the start of 2020 before COVID for the price to even be close to what it is today. And it's not like the pop report is massive on it. I mean, the pop is 615. Um, View PSA pop report. Uh, there's a part where you can view like the pop growth. I don't know if you, how you get that up on. I know how to get it up on my um on my phone, but I uh, I don't know how to get it up on here. Anyway, I'll f- ask that question and figure it out for a later date. But what are you trying to find? Oh, uh, how to get up the pop growth? Um, oh, okay, the, you can get it up, uh, but uh, I know how to do it on my phone, but not on here. Um, but. Anyway, I don't know how much further it's it's, it's going to drop. Like, you know, just look at it here. The six-month graph, it's down, you know, 70%. Three-month graph, it's down 50%. Uh, One-month graph, it's down 30%. Like, it's just so far down. And, you know, you maybe even if you're talking about, I don't know, he's silver. Let's have a look at that just for a bit of comparison. You know, pop report is less than 300 and what one year graph it's down 43%, six month graph it's down 55%. So you know you're buying it at under $200, you know go back the last time it was $200 or under that wasn't even $200 was you know the 20th of the 6 2020. Wow. And before that was a $100 card. So you're telling me like there's potential for this card to get back to like $100 like I don't know, like, has the market dropped off that much for for these cards? It's a tough one. And that's why I'm like, you know, at this point, like, I'm happy to buy a John Collins PSA 10 base card for 40 bucks. Like, how much more lower can it go? Like, I understand there's a lot out there, but maybe at the time people weren't really grading John Collins. I don't know how many is in the backlog. Who knows? That's why, you know... uh, a feature like the pop growth to see how much it's actually been growing or how much the pop's been growing give you might give you an indication into how many potentially have been subbed. Um, if you get what I mean, like, and how many it could be to come to come. Um, there's still a massive backlog as we know. So look, John Collins is, is the guy I'm going to talk about him again. Um, I think he's an interesting one. I will have to start looking at potentially some, NFL plays as NFL season. I think now is the time to be buying. I did. I remember uh, mentioning it um, and talking about uh, it on the Slab Talk podcast that I did with uh, um, Emil. And 
saying how the market had had, uh, had already started to start moving on it, and I think that may have been a little. There may have been a little bit of a a pullback on that. Uh, so something to look into in terms of that market as well. But um, yep. Thanks for joining in, Adam. Appreciate it, mate. As always, uh, we know State of Origin is on. We are wrapping this up, and uh, you know, hopefully, we, de- we definitely are wrapping it up. So, uh, um, yeah, that, that's it, Doma. That's it. I like it. Saucy smoking. Well, massive thanks to everyone for joining us. Uh, last thing, our giveaway will be drawn very, very soon. We're just waiting on something. So, but that when that arrives, we'll be able to draw it. But that just gives you more time to enter more submissions, uh, entries into the into the uh, giveaway for more opportunity to win it. Uh, so, we'll plug it out on our of, socials again. We definitely will. On behalf of myself. And the great man source keep living, loving, and breathing sport. It's double coverage and Forza Italia. Forza. Thank you for tuning in. Please don't forget to leave a review on the Apple Podcasting app. Also, follow us on socials, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Talking old spots. Double curve.